Rooted Prayer podcast, where we explore the new prayer movement that's awakening, fueled by the Lord's Prayer. And I'm your host, Sarah Maynard. Hello, everybody. And here we are with episode 10 of Rooted Prayer. Today's podcast episode is called Why Now? The four big reasons that God is reactivating the Lord's Prayer for such a time as this. Now that's a long title, but we'll just call the title Why Now? And then we can let the subtitle be The Four Big Reasons That God is Reactivating the Lord's Prayer. It's for such a time as this. <laughs> it's a kind of a prophetic title. We're really just putting on a prophetic hat for this episode. We want to look at the big picture of what God is doing in the church, the global church, what's happening in this season, what's happening in this hour, and how does the Lord's Prayer fit into that? How does the Lord's Prayer pay, uh, play a role in what God is doing internationally, what he's doing globally? So you may have understood and you may have picked up if this is maybe your first time joining us that this is a podcast about the Lord's Prayer, but it's not just about um, going through it and analyzing it, but it's actually a podcast to help you find personal revival, a personal awakening of your relationship with Jesus through praying the Lord's Prayer. Um, It's been an exciting adventure and we're really excited to be um, positioned now to share with you this episode number 10. What we've discovered is that God is really activating the Lord's Prayer all over the place and there's new dynamic ways that he's using to engage the church in intercession, to engage the church in discipleship, in pursuit of him through the Lord's Prayer. Um, So this podcast, for those of you that might be new to us, and this might be your first episode, this podcast is hosted and sponsored by Redleaf Prayer Ministries. Um, And Redleaf Prayer is a Canadian national prayer ministry. We uh, do lots of equipping and training, uh, mobilizing, uniting, activating intercession for revival in the Church of Canada and then beyond. Um, And so one of the key things that the Lord has brought us over the last few years is um, a a, a new uh, kind of re-emphasis on the Lord's Prayer. He's really just deposited this teaching and this revelation into our midst and called us to make the Lord's Prayer the cornerstone of what we do. And so if you're not familiar with Red Leaf Prayer, you can certainly check us out. Our website is red leaf prayer simply one word uh, red leaf prayer dot org org and so please feel free to check out our website and find out more about us you can also get behind this ministry and our whole equipping and training and mobilizing activity in the nation of canada through partnering with us uh, we're a charitable society and we would um, you know obviously There's always a need for uh, additional support to keep everything moving. And this actually helps us to host this podcast without any kind of, you know, costs or anything like that, which would make it kind of crazy. So we want everybody to be able to participate and receive teaching. Uh, And so if you have a, a heart to support what we're doing, that would be amazing. 
You can find out about that on the website. So here's the topic for today. What are the four big reasons? And really, what is unique about this time? The, the question that's behind all this is, why now? What is God doing in his church that now requires the Lord's Prayer to be activated? What are his purposes in this time that require the Lord's Prayer to take a key role, to step in and to be renewed as a centerpiece of prayer for the body of Christ? Well, the first uh, answer to that question, so this would be number one of our four, four points, the four big reasons that God is reactivating the Lord's Prayer for such a time as this. Number one, we would say that it's a season of strategic dryness. We're in a season of strategic dryness. So this is dryness that has purpose for it. It's unto something being accomplished. Dryness that is intentional. We have to understand that there were times in Jesus's life where he was in the desert. He was either traveling through the desert or he was in the desert, uh, for example, during the 40 days of his fasting before his full ministry uh, was uh, initiated. There were seasons and times when Jesus would go into the desert to pray. Now, he wasn't in a place where he was dry in his relationship with the Father, but there was a dryness around him. And in the same way, there is a dryness around most of the church right now, even though internally there can be great um, abundant sense of revival and uh, just uh, full of the life of God in our, our personal walk with the Lord, there can be uh, an external dryness. Now, I'm not at all saying that every uh, every church is experiencing dryness or every congregation, every nation is experiencing dryness. No, there are pockets, there are hot spots, there are places where God is tangibly and visibly powerfully moving. Uh, and we can all share stories and testimonies about that. But what we're not seeing is a widespread move of God where the water level is rising in every congregation. We're not seeing this. We're actually in a time of strategic dryness, a time of dryness that is intentional and it is for a purpose. And that purpose is to create in us a hungering and a thirsting, a humility, um, an honesty, a place of us going deeper in God so that we can be positioned for revival. Let me unpack that a little bit more. God actually allows us to move into a time of strategic dryness to cultivate a hunger and a thirsting for righteousness in us. It creates in us a, a longing for him that you just don't have in times where there is a lushness and an abundance and a, an activity uh, all around us. There is a, a deeper place of longing for him. There's a, a, also a deeper a place of honesty. We start to really get real with God. We start to recognize that oh, maybe what we're doing isn't working. Maybe we need to learn a new way from him. Um, maybe it's even a time of us 
coming back to foundations in prayer, coming back to how he taught us to pray instead of um, assuming that we, we didn't need that. Uh, it's a, a place of, of honesty. It's a place of humility. Instead of doubling down on our way and saying, no, no, we're just going to do it our way. We're just going to do it harder and faster. But our, our way has got to work. There is a, 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 along with this honesty, there is a humility of saying, Jesus, it doesn't seem like my way is working any longer. Um, the grace has lifted off of my way. Teach me your way. Teach me your way. And, and this is really um, uh, part of how the Lord is positioning the church right now. There is a, a deeper sense of authentic uh, honesty about where we're at. Um, you know, we're not um, hiding in a place of denial and just pretending that everything is, is wonderful all the time. We're being honest and real and transparent about the areas where we're struggling in. And there is a, a humility, there's a cry, Lord, uh, teach me your way, teach me to pray. Uh, we're okay with that because we're hungry. We're hungry and we're thirsty for God. And so the first reason is that we're in a time of strategic dryness and that dryness is to cultivate in us a hunger for him. Uh, it's to create room for him to come and bring a fresh release of his spirit upon us, perhaps even that looks like a new wineskin. So we're not uh, trying to shore up old wineskins and trying to make sure that they're, uh, you know, they continue on uh, regardless of something new that God wants to do. Okay, so this is kind of cool. Uh, just as I'm sharing about this uh, idea of strategic dryness, uh, a huge cloudburst just opened up outside the office window where I'm recording this podcast. And we're right now in a time of a massive deluge of rain. So you may be hearing that noise in the background and that's the rain that's happening outside as I'm sharing about strategic dryness. Um, dryness uh, is unto being filled. Uh, Jesus taught us in the, the Beatitudes that if we hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be filled. That, that is a promise to the church. And so when we get in touch with our hunger um, and no longer kind of fall into distractions, but really allow ourselves to stay in a place of longing for God, then there can be a great filling. And we're looking for that and we're believing for that. So one of the reasons that the Lord's Prayer is being, in a sense, reactivated right now is that we're looking for Jesus to teach us to pray because we're hungry. The second reason is that he is orchestrating uh, a new level of unity. We're, we're in a time of an unprecedented uniting of the disciples of Jesus. Now, as I say that, um, I've used that language intentionally because there is a, there is a dividing of the church that is happening. There's, there are those that are no longer holding to the um, integrity of the word of God and the veracity of the word of God. There are those that are moving into, uh, into different ways that are, are many orthodox Christians. And when I say orthodox, I mean those that hold to the Apostles' Creed those that um, would be 
you know, consider Jesus as Lord and the Word of God as as absolute truth, um, Orthodox Christianity. There are those that are moving away from that into uh, a variety of different um, perspectives. Some no longer believe in hell. Some some have other other variations of what they believe. So there are divisions that are happening. But for those that are following Jesus, disciples of Jesus, um, there is an unprecedented level of uniting across the denominations. We're seeing unprecedented um, relationships being forged, uh, unprecedented um, activities and initiatives being launched. Um, groups that would, uh, in previous years, been absolutely appalled that they would even be in the same room together are now partnering together. So we're, we're in a time of orchestrated unity, unity that's being orchestrated by the, the Spirit of God for the purposes of God. And the Lord's Prayer is the most uniting prayer. And I, I shared this with you a few episodes ago about the value of the Lord's Prayer in, in terms of uniting the body of Christ. But just for those that wouldn't have perhaps listened to that podcast, the, the essence is that the Lord's Prayer is is the one prayer that the entire body of Christ uh, can agree on and can uh, call their own and finds our, our, our place of kind of our, our prayer home in the Lord's Prayer. We will all agree on this. We can all pray this. If we're going to pray together, um, the best way to do that is to pray the Lord's Prayer. And so he's activating the Lord's Prayer in this time because we're in this season of the Holy Spirit um, uniting the disciples of Jesus in glorious new ways. So that's the second reason. Now, third reason is that the Lord is seeking to activate more prayer. Um, what we have seen happen over the last maybe 20 years is that there's been uh, a role identified in the body of Christ uh, of an intercessor, somebody who gives themselves to intercessory prayer in as their primary ministry. And in some circles, this is considered a gift. I don't particularly agree that that's a biblical posture, but that's, that's sort of splitting hairs right now. The idea is that over the last 20 years, this, this, um, this role or this ministry in the church of intercessor has been identified. But what's happened when we've identified some as intercessors, by default, we're saying that others are not. And this is actually an unbiblical concept because we're all called to be intercessors. Um, even if some give uh, a, a primary focus to the ministry of intercession, we're all called to be intercessors because Jesus himself is an intercessor and we're all called to be Christ-like. And so that's just a simple, a straightforward uh, answer that we're we're really all called into this role but because there's been this sort of um, j just creating this select group of those that are involved in intercessory prayer what it's meant is that much of the body of Christ doesn't actually function in intercessory prayer it's not something that's really an active role or an active ministry in their lives it hasn't been expected of them to do so. It hasn't been something that they've been maybe discipled into or encouraged into. 
And so the Lord now is seeking to activate prayer in a much greater way. And and the Lord's prayer is a primary tool for making that happen. There's really been those that have, um, perhaps they, oh, now we're getting thunder and lightning. (laughs) This is very exciting. Um, there, there are those that are actually in the body of Christ who uh, are have given up on their prayer life. Have, they've given up on the idea of praying other than perhaps in emergencies or in the most desperate situations. Um, they, they'll say things like, I'm not an intercessor, or prayer doesn't work for me, or, uh, you know, I'd like to pray, but I don't know what to say. And I I feel somewhat intimidated by these that seem to be so fluent and strong in the place of prayer. Well, the Lord wants to remedy that. He wants to activate the whole body of Christ into the place of prayer, into the place of intercession. And so the Lord's Prayer is, is a fantastic way to do that. It's really a place where prayer can be uh, nurtured, prayer can be guided, prayer can be empowered. The Holy Spirit flows uh, in and through the Lord's Prayer in, an, in amazing ways. And it, it completely unites us and links us with the heart of Jesus. And so there's great anointing and great authority as we pray it. What we have to remember, uh, what we have to remember is that prayer precedes revival. And so the Lord's Prayer has a potential to launch an unprecedented movement and mobilization of intercession unto revival, unto um, not a time of strategic dryness, but a time of glorious outpouring, glorious outpouring of the Spirit of God on the nations of the earth, Canada and beyond. Prayer precedes revival. And so as we get activated in prayer and as more prayer gets mobilized in the body of Christ, there is a a groundswell of intercession that can be unto revival. So that's the big reason number three. The big reason number four is discipleship. The Lord is activating the Lord's prayer Um, right now because we need more discipleship. The church of Jesus right now, his disciples, his followers need to be refreshed in the gospel. We honestly don't know the gospel and I'm not talking about specifically the four spiritual laws or the the prayer that we would pray uh, at a Billy Graham crusade unto salvation. Uh, We do know the path to salvation, but the gospel is bigger than that. The gospel is the life of Jesus, his, his death, his resurrection, his finished work on the cross, his ascension, his mission, his teaching. All of this is incorporated in the gospel. And frankly, we, much of the church is, it has drifted away from the gospel. And so we've lost this foundation. We've lost this rooting. Our lives have become self-centered, consumerism, oriented towards our feelings rather than truth. And uh, many uh, are are finding that there's great uh, 
uh, sort of streams in the church that have become even biblically quite illiterate. And so the, the Lord's Prayer actually gives us a primary theology of the gospel in, in sort of a nugget form, in a seed form. And because we live in this age of deception, and because the, the um, sort of the spirit of the age has influenced the church in many ways, the calling us back into the Lord's Prayer is actually a way of bringing correction to that and bringing light into these places where we've wandered into uh, shadows and darkness. And so it's a way to refresh the church in the gospel. And that's a, that's a, a point of discipleship. But it's also a way of calling the church into maturity. When you consider the different um, petitions that are within the Lord's Prayer, they work together to develop in us a mature walk with Jesus. There are petitions where we, if we're authentically praying it, if we're praying it and meaning it, we're addressing issues of Jesus being Lord over our lives. We, we, we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We can't pray that and be, be planning our own will and planning not to submit to his will. Uh, if we're not willing to submit to his will personally, if we're not receiving and welcoming his will into our lives, him being Lord over our lives, if we're not receiving that personally, then it's very difficult to pray that for other situations, in other settings. Uh, so, so there are discipleship issues. Uh, we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves. When we pray, Lord, uh, we forgive as you have forgiven us. We're praying, uh, we're, we're exercising love. We're exercising the second commandment. And and, and we can't not love our neighbor as ourselves if we're going to try to forgive them. And so, so there are some, some issues of, of discipleship and maturity that we're being called into. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're leaning into a dependence and an abiding on Jesus. This is a place of maturity. And so, so we're being called into maturity. We're being refreshed in the gospel. But we're also being prepared to be able to disciple, to care for new believers. If we see a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, if we see revival in our nation, in our nations, there are going to be many new believers that are going to be uh, care, going to have to be cared for and discipled by those of us that have been around for a little while. We're going to have to step up, and if we um, are unsure of the gospel, if we're unsure of uh, discipleship in our own lives, then we're going to be actually um, producing disciples uh, after our own places of weakness and error. So it's vital that we come into a place of deeper discipleship, um, become mentored and uh, trained in a, a biblical worldview, in basic theology, so that we can train others and we can disciple others well, but but also so that we can teach others how to pray. Uh, we're being discipled in prayer. Jesus is discipling us in prayer, in learning how to pray in accordance with his will, 
in learning how to pray in faith and believe for the things that we're asking for, to stand in faith, in learning how to persevere in prayer. We're learning principles of prayer as, uh, as we're being discipled by Jesus so that we can disciple others. And so these are the four big reasons that the Lord is activating the Lord's prayer right now. From a kind of a prophetic perspective, these are the four big reasons. And there's probably more that I haven't thought of, but these are the ones that have really been standing out. I wanted to just bring these to you and encourage you in them. If you're somebody that's becoming um, activated in the Lord's Prayer in these days, you can be assured that this is something that God is doing throughout the nations, that he's doing this. This is a move of his spirit that he's breathing on right now for strategic purposes. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, the next episode that will be coming out in, um, we're trusting two weeks time, is going to be uh, a time where we're going to focus specifically on the petition of forgive us our sins. We're going to talk about the joy of holiness. And I know holiness has been given a bad rap, but it's actually glorious. And in the Bible, it's called beautiful. And so we're going to look at that and we're going to look at how this petition can set us on a path towards a beautiful, joyful holiness that is uh, way beyond what we expected. It's going to be a surprise for us. So we're going to, we're going to explore that next session. Um, and so in, in the meantime, please feel free to send us your questions. We're going to be doing a listener's question uh, podcast coming up soon. Uh, so what I mean by that is in the near future, we're going to be doing an episode that specifically we're going to be addressing your questions about the Lord's Prayer. Not that I know it all, but there is a few things that we've discovered over the over the last number of years. And so we're going to explore that and answer some questions. That's going to be coming up. So feel free to send us some questions for that episode and we'll do our best to answer them. And also, I just want to invite you to share this podcast on social media. Um, feel free to share it with your friends. Feel free to post it on your Facebook, on your Twitter account, on your Instagram, uh, whatever social media uh, kind of a forum you're familiar with and you're, you're uh, living in. Uh, feel free to share this podcast and invite your friends to get on board. Love all of the new ones that have joined us over the last a uh, couple of months and really um, excited to be traveling with you on this journey of exploring the Lord's Prayer and finding revival in it. So God bless you and um, thanks for listening today and we'll see you again next time.